Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. A lot's been going on in the past week. Marjorie Taylor Greene was denied the ability to speak in a committee hearing after it was ruled that she violated decorum. There wasn't a lot of blowback from conservatives because it was the one thing they always like, a woman being told that she can't speak. <laughs> this is the same Marjorie Taylor Greene whose appearance in New York City defending Donald Trump during his arraignment went so bad that I've seen New Yorkers give less of a shit when a comic has handed them a comedy show flyer. <laughs> China says it hopes Germany will help with its reunification with Taiwan. Given it's not too recent history, Germany's attitude toward countries annexing territories before a major world military conflict is ambivalent at best. The fan voting for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions is almost over. Leading in the fan voting is George Michael. 
George Michael. There are people voting for George Michael to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. People who say they like rock and roll and listen to George Michael are the same people whose idea of a party is staying at home on a Friday night and crying while bleaching their asshole. The Baltimore Orioles face criticism after their players were seen on camera pouring liquid into a homemade funnel tube to celebrate a big scoring play. It figures. After years of poor attendance, the Orioles try to appeal to their local base and they catch hell for it. There's just no pleasing some people. Not many people know that jousting is the official sport of the state of Maryland. Even fewer people know that surviving a funnel tube came in a close second. An AI-generated episode of Joe Rogan's podcast was released by ChatGPT. Listeners were able to work out that it was the fake Joe Rogan because most of the statements passed its fact-checking. <laughs> Franklin Graham, the son of evangelist Billy Graham, is going on a tour this summer. The tour is called God Loves You. The tour is supposed to stop in Maryland, at which time Franklin Graham will look around and change the name of the tour to God Has Forsaken You. Fuck this. <laughs> and now, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen, Devine Kerr, Ward Morrow, and Polite Kitty. Hey, Tom. What's everyone been up to this week? Well, first of all, George Michael, may rest in peace, was fantastic. So don't be dissing George Michael. Second of all, uh, Tucker Carlson's unemployed. So I he wasn't available, though, for the podcast? No, I, I understand he's a George Michael fan. So that means he's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought George Michael was elevator music. I did not know he was rock and roll. He's the last person I think of when I think of rock and roll. The definition uh, has been fluid. I mean, Dolly Parton was inducted last year. <laughs> so uh, so don't uh, don't categorize people. Don't categorize people, Tom. I think Polite Kitty, would you agree with that? Yeah, we don't need labels, but I have at, at this point, I think Yanni is probably going to go in the rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying and to Jeff, be diverse and inclusive. So even yeah. if it's not rock and roll, it's okay. All right. That includes Gregorian chants also. Warren Zevon is also up this year, as is uh, Cindy Lauper and the Spinners. I voted for all three, plus George Michael. That that checks out. All right, next year I'm pushing. <laughs> in that case, next year I'm pushing to get Johann Sebastian Bach nominated. He was a visionary. You know, I'm still stuck on this whole you know German unification thing. I happen to be in Germany about the time the wall went down. And the German Liberal Party had as their political poster this like smoky looking scene of two people in bed having sex, and it said, "German liberals support unification." And I I thought you know it, that's a good way to get votes, I suppose. That's actually going to be the new logo for this podcast next year. <laughs> As we alluded to earlier, Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox at the beginning of the week. He ended his show on Friday by saying, I'll see you on Monday. That's Tucker lying all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> we should note that it wasn't the racism or the homophobia or him acting like a predator. It was getting caught. What a bad conservative. Mike Lindell must pay $5 million to someone on a bet after they disproved his theory that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. Yes, $5 million. Or eight pillow forts made entirely from my pillows. 
I'm not sure how much more of the strain of the negative publicity Rupert Murdoch is able to take between the Dominion lawsuit, the other lawsuits he has coming down the pike, his failed engagement, and seeing as how he already looks like the world's oldest living and longest surviving nuclear meltdown survivor. So the Dominion case is settled. That's one uh, in the books. It was pretty much as close as we could get to uh, Fox being held accountable for saying something they said. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, they've been on the air for more than 25 years now. And I think this is their first major, the closest they've ever come to admitting that they really fucked up on something. And it won't be their last uh, litigation. <laughs> they have multiple lawsuits facing them. What was interesting, by the way, about the way that was handled, we talked about this briefly last week, is that many people were offended by Dominion accepting that settlement because they wanted Murdoch to be bleeding out in the witness uh, seat. And that wasn't going to happen. And, and Fox clearly told its attorneys, settle it. We, we don't want to get to court. We will pay whatever it takes. And Dominion accepted the money because they're getting paid now. They're not going to be getting paid after appeal after appeal. They get paid now. So it made sense for them, even though many liberals were not satisfied with the outcome. And, and the biggest winners in all this were the lawyers for Dominion who get a third of the award. They're probably really happy. Exactly. Plus they, they get their money now. Plus they showed that they can handle handle them in court. I'm sure they'll be representing the other litigants. <laughs> Devine, meanwhile, humming a Pink Floyd song, continuing with our rock and roll uh, discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called a callback. <laughs> oh, I thought since it was Fox News, she was humming, we don't need no education. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too, as long as it brings them money. Yeah, that's what I thought it was about. Just just about the money, just a settlement, right? And just to prove that they're guilty on some level, right? Just all smoke and mirrors. But they it was a great embarrassment for them, and it helped lead to the uh, forced uh, the firing of of Carlson. And what we're never going to know is how much they have behind the scenes about him. We already know that one of his producers was is uh, planning on suing him for sexual harassment or suing Fox for his the sexual harassment that she faced while working for Carlson. Because Carlson kept using the C word and you can't do that. I guess you can't even do that at Fox News. Wow. They're really becoming uptight. Well, he's got a job at the BBC, probably. He, he may not. There. No, no, Russian television. Russian television, yeah. Well, Tucker's already been featured on uh, state television over in Russia, just as, as an example of an American broadcaster who disagrees with everything our government's doing. So like, he might as well be getting paid by them now. Apparently, he will, as part of his uh, release, quote unquote, from Fox News, he can't go to work for a company that's in direct competition for them. So what people have said, he's going to go work for 
to at Newsmax or own. He can't do that, at least until he gets his settlement. How about Cinemax? Um. <laughs> <laughs> he, can do, he can do legitimate news, except no legitimate news place is going to take him. So he's got a really small market there. And he's been fired, by the way, by MSNBC, CNN, and now Fox. So that's the tri trifecta right there. <laughs> and as for CNN, Devine, you mentioned CNN. They just got rid of Don Lemon. Don Lemon. I was about to say Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then my mind went to Detroit Tiger great Chet Lemon. I'm not sure why, but that's, that's what I thought of there. Uh, they fired Don Lemon, didn't even let him go on the air to say goodbye. Not enough lemonade. <laughs> At CNN, yeah. no no wearing baseball or uh, no wearing Lululemon items to the uh, company adding at a baseball game. That's hey. their new policy. <laughs> There's so now I want lemon pepper chicken. Um, you think there's some way that maybe they can trade places? You know, maybe Tucker could go and take Don Lemon's show and Don Lemon could take Tucker's show. That really shake things up. I think Ooh. that both of their, I think each of their respective employers would would gladly trade back after <laughs> like the CNN morning people are with Tucker Carlson for like a minute. And then, you know, Don Lemon gets his own show on Fox and does what he does you know, Rupert's, you know, Rupert calls Ted Turner's like, I come back right now. Go, oh, what a fucking headache. It's like that episode of SpongeBob when he went to go work from the chum bucket. He was like, oh, <laughs> take him back. <laughs> See, you don't get that type of analysis on other podcasts. Pod Save America is not comparing this to SpongeBob SquarePants. That's incisive analysis there. We never even brought up SpongeBob SquarePants when I was on Politipod. <laughs> I got nothing for you on that. <laughs> During the entire duration of the lawsuit being covered on Real News, as well as what's left of CNN, Fox viewers were left blissfully unaware that their network of choice was involved in a multi-million dollar legal battle, leaving the news of the settlement with these reactions. Show of hands, how many of you had heard about this two-year legal battle between Dominion and Fox before our producer called you? Two of you had heard about it. I was aware um, of the claims that had made against Dominion and, and, you know, the allegations of voter fraud more broadly. I just wasn't aware that Dominion had uh, filed a, essentially a defamation suit against Fox. Obviously, Fox made those claims in some capacity, and Dominion took issue with it. So, okay, they sued him. What I came away from the court filing with was a lot of this is a matter of opinion. This has been over a year, correct? So for them to come to the table with no evidence to back up their claims, that's really frustrating because it's quite frankly, uh, we've had millions of Americans that have been doing their homework since 2020. It's pretty easy to find some uh, funny stuff. I'm wondering how you feel knowing that one of the things that came out during discovery was how different the hosts felt behind the scenes than what they were saying on the air. For instance, when Tucker Carlson 
said behind the scenes after the election on November 23rd, 2020, he says, I had to try to make the White House disavow Sidney Powell, which they obviously should have done long before. Laura Ingram in her text responds, no serious lawyer could believe what they were saying. Well, I, I lost, I'd lost trust in them prior to that um, anyway. When, when uh, Fox was calling out the election, I know a lot of people felt this way. They were calling out the election prematurely for Arizona. And then after that, you know, there's been a lot of talking out both sides of their mouth. There's a certain level of willful blindness, but people see what they want to see. And that's true on the left and it's true on the right. I don't look to any of the networks, including Fox, as the ultimate arbiter of truth. One more question, show of hands. How many of you will still be devoted Fox watchers? <laughs> I mean, not sure if it's devoted, but I'll okay. still partake. They all sound like they've just come out of a coma that they were <laughs> in, that they were in before the remote control was invented. Did you, for those of you not watching the video feed, there were four white people uh, who were representing the Fox viewership, and that <laughs> makes sense. But all of them were under 40, so that's not a true representation <laughs> of the Fox viewership. I loved how they said they did their homework, and all I could think was, was that Wikipedia and TikTok? I, I'm yeah. not sure. Th their dog, their dog did their homework and ate it. Yeah, <laughs> they did their homework and watched uh, two different shows on Fox News. That's their <laughs> version of homework. You know, it, it's like watching people who are in a cult. You know, I, it, it's like the uh, you know the Manson family or something that they're bringing on and and saying, okay. You still gonna follow Charlie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter what, yeah. Even if he's crazy, guilty. Yeah, yeah. We're behind him 100. Uh, yeah, he paid you know 787 billion dollars, but but nobody ever actually brought the evidence out. Uh, okay, what Kool Aid are you drinking? I don't want any. But are they gonna get on a spaceship or something and go? You know, it's like wonder what the end game is for these guys. I you know I I can't figure that one out. Manson did his homework. <laughs> that's going to be the official stance of this podcast <laughs> charles manson more thorough than fox news <laughs> that's a t-shirt and a bumper sticker be, be careful charles manson might sue you tom <laughs> oh but i'll still love, follow him you know <laughs> i would love the i would love the publicity like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone is satisfied with the settlement. In this clip, we hear Keith Olbermann give his assessment of the Dominion Fox resolution on his podcast. Just like American democracy, I too am available for sale for $787,500,000. That, of course, is somewhat hyperbolic. But sadly, today it is not sufficiently hyperbolic. We are as we have been since January 2010 when the Supreme Court decided Citizens United against the citizens living in a country where we live or we die and our devices tell us the truth or lie to us with impunity at the whims of the corporations. And corporations gonna corporate. In 2018, 
a small New York-based private equity firm called Staple Street Capital Group, LLC, bought a three-quarter stake in a company for $38,300,000. That company is called Dominion Voting Systems, and the settlement of the Fox suit yesterday means Staple Street just got a 1,567% return on its investment, and only in America, baby. Sorry you thought our truth bombs about what Tucker Carlson said about Trump were some sort of prelude to the end of Rupert Murdoch and Fox, but dude, ask Mr. Smartmatic over there. Maybe he'll put America ahead of corporate profits. We just got $600 million, baby. You know how many fleeces with Staple Street on them we can buy with six hundred million dollars money is accountability said dominion's lawyer sure if you get the money the rest of us we get tucker carlson on tv last night insisting there is about to be a race war money is not accountability you know what accountability is accountability is accountability we acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. Christ, Susan Collins would be embarrassed by this highest possible grade weak sauce. The White Star Line acknowledges that RMS Titanic missed its estimated time of arrival at Pier 54 in New York. I'm always amazed at how uh, people are, are uh, baffled at the fact that this country is run on buying and selling things. I mean, the the Constitution was written and signed by a bunch of rich white landowners to protect their interests. At the time, they weren't even, they didn't even care about what the ordinary working person thought. It's accountability for Dominion, but it's there's no accountability to Fox because Carlson's gone. They'll find some other stooge who will just say, that uh, that Joe is senile, and they'll say, and they'll and they'll pick up the party line, and they won't find any fault with how DeSantis is running his campaign, and they'll say that the former guy is great. They can find another guy to do that. They may not do it as well as Carlson did, but they'll find somebody else. So his key point there that there's no accountability. Fox is still on the air, and they're still spewing their lies. I mean, it's true. They got to find somebody else who's just as nutty to pick up the tab to pay for this $800 million thing. I mean, I, I, where are they coming up with this money? I I truly don't understand it. I, I need $800 million. Somebody pay me. Well, I need part, to see somebody. Part of it, Polite, is the cable model, which is fading away. If you if you haven't cut the cord yet, and, and I, I haven't, I'm of the age where we still use cable. The I'm paying about $2 of my cable bill for Fox News to be on my cable uh, system. I don't, I have no choice in that. Comcast hasn't asked me for my opinion. They haven't asked me to opt out. It's not like HBO or Stars where it's a premium channel. It's a basic channel. It's part of the package. Fox charges Comcast, Comcast charges me, I have no choice. That's how they get the money. Well, and I guess good for being broke, because I don't got no TV, so I don't have to pay <laughs> for any of it. <laughs> I just want to know if Fox is going to go back and sue their own lawyers. You know, being a lawyer, usually you can get away with a whole lot of stuff if you use like weasel words, like, you know, 
there are people out there that are saying these things. So it's not like you're saying it. You're not propagating the lie. You're saying people are saying this. Other people are saying the opposite. Who knows what to believe? I mean, that, that's often where you know, a lot of news programs go with stuff. And they, well, they look at it as we're just reporting that there are people out there saying these things. And it's kind of hard to sue. I mean, I don't think you have to be a great lawyer, quite frankly, to, to throw those weasel words in there and just say, you know, it appears to be, it seems like someone has said it's been alleged, you know, all of that stuff. And then I don't think you're paying out peanuts. So I don't know who's doing their compliance work, but wow, I got to think there's a malpractice suit in there somewhere. Well, they tried that in court and the judge wouldn't have it. He said, you need definitive proof of your of your statements. So the judge, the judge in the uh, in the first in this Dominion case handled it very well. We figured Trump supporters wouldn't learn their lesson after 2020. For instance, here's Michael Flynn, who served as Trump's national security advisor for such a short time that he and Anthony Scaramucci constantly have a mine is shorter than yours battle, making a video live stream outside of a polling place just last year. Look over here, Steve. I don't know if you can see it behind me, but that's a that's the sad side there. You know, it's very sad. Very sad. It's the it's a, it's our, our Democrat colleagues head down. It's amazing. I don't know if you just saw that, but. But anyway, but anyway, here we here we are. And I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a historic turnout. This is on the this is on the, of a sort of a French American whatever revolution you want to call it. But the next stage of this, the the next stage of this takeover is going to be accountability. It scares me that he was national security advisor, and he can't get a phone with a decent Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see him, I can't help myself. I just want to start screaming, "Lock him up! Lock him up! <laughs> Lock his phone too!" <laughs> he yeah, was at the wrong poll. Where's his accountability? Well, it was he had it, but I think it was uh he received the uh the old part the old Pardinsky. Hmm. So chaos and that that's how they thrive. Why do I just want to sing today? Scaramouche, Scaramouche, he got the old Pardinsky. All right. That's a that's a new thing for next season. We're gonna start doing musicals, or at least we're gonna start uh, airing them off of the Patreon. <laughs> Did I get royalty? Hmm. You, you gotta be accountable for that. Yeah. Exactly. We all need to be accountable now. <laughs> we're, we're a capitalist country. I'm gonna make some moolahs. We all need our SAG cards. I want my SAG card out of this. If there is one thing the right-wing media shows us, it's that it's all too happy to orgasm at the thought of being in the presence of anyone who served in the military until the moment comes when they have to give said service member a metaphorical reach-around, as this clip from Newsmax shows us. I, I, I can tell you this, this didn't happen under President Trump, and I know there's a lot of people on the left that want to try to blame President Trump. He wanted out of Afghanistan real bad. He was real frustrated not being able to get out but he didn't pull out because he knew this would happen. In fact, we all did. I called it on this program. My 12-year-old son knew about it. And so um, I've got Americans there that are stuck. To me, that's a hostage situation. But Joe, I appreciate yeah. you working to get them out. I really do. Yeah. And I wish you with all due, work in the with world due respect, in. Thank uh, you for With due respect, Grant, I mean, like veterans, you know, uh, being one, right? And our friends are over there. Um, right. We followed this closely for multiple administrations. and. 
We know the Trump's administration's efforts here were fairly weak, that yeah. they were trying to limit the number of people that would get out. And Joe, so there was coordination problems. Joe, I'm gonna, Joe, I'm gonna cut you. I, I'm already, I'm already weak. Right, I'm already low on time, Joe. Joe, I'm, cut him off, please. please. Cut him off now. Cut him off now. You're not gonna blame this on President Trump on my show. That's not happening. Oh. <laughs> wow. I mean, I would like to think he picked up his interview style from his 12-year-old son, but I imagine his 12-year-old son is probably a lot more chill. So the guests didn't follow uh, the party line. It, it's hard to tell with these guys. They, they claim they love veterans, but when it comes to spending money on veterans, they don't want to do that, unless it's giving it to some corporation that's their buddy. Um, then they'll contract out and give them some contracts. What they're finding, particularly with the VA, is when you contract all this stuff out, it actually costs more than just funding the VA and hiring within the VA, keeping the work there where they can coordinate what's going on. And and it's it's just shameful to watch that they claim they're, oh, you know, thank you for your service, but like, don't ask me for anything. And what? that's the, not supporting them. They're all for veterans. Uh, they're all for young people to go die for their wars. And now a tribute to the finally departed Tucker Carlson. In this clip, we can see him taking on a very unique cause. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned <laughs> from high stilettos to lower block heels, also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, We've achieved equity. They've won. You see, you say this a lot. Some of the greatest comedians, some of the greatest entertainers, some of the greatest personalities, like they're able to relate to their audience. Like Tucker Carlson is talking about sexualizing candy. And you sit there and you watch this clip and even the most devoted Fox viewer has to think, I wasn't thinking this bullshit. When you're totally turned off, they've won. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. Who's getting turned on by cartoon images of delicious chocolate candy? Wait, wait, wait. That's okay. A lot of people get turned on by cartoons. Okay. It's called hentai and it's in Asia, but, but that chocolate, that's different. We're talking about something else here. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, it's, it's cartoon images of the candy. Yeah. They want to control who's consenting just... adults, you know, find attractive and, and decide they want to you know, make love to, but, but candies, candy's cool. Candy's okay. We're gonna, you know, sexualize M and M's. <laughs> I don't know where I, I, these guys draw these lines. I just don't want people to kink shame nobody here. All right, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna sugarcoat things, but it's just weird that that they even have any sexual life to begin with. I thought it was all about purity. But no one's thinking. No one's thinking of it that way, except for him to say it's wrong that they're not sexual enough. No one's thinking about it that way. Maybe he's only looking at the legs alone, you know, just focus. It's like a mermaid. You just look at <laughs> the fishtail part that's sexy, you know. <laughs> but you've got it backwards. If it's a mermaid, you'd have to have the fish. Oh, no, the it's legs. the fishtail, not the boobies. You, we all know these guys like the fishy part, you know. Like... Well, I think the origin or the genesis of that clip is Tucker Carlson wanted to have a wet dream about an Eminem. And it was underway. And in the dream, the Eminem just turned around and bullied him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 
And on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Jeff Heisen, Devine Kerr, Ward Morrow, and Polite Kitty. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Devine Kerr, Ward Morrow, and Polite Kitty. Theme music composed and arranged by your own Vandenherrick. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.